Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learnenglishwithtommy.com. Yep, you don't need me to introduce myself. You know who I am. I'm Tommy. Welcome to, again to the English podcast with Tommy. Today I have a man from Italy who put yoga into English teaching. The man who's who's probably more flexible than I will ever be in my life. The man who calls himself Henry on Instagram, but he's really Enrico. Buongiorno, Enrico. Buongiorno, good morning. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've been you know I've I've decided to bring you on um because I thought it would be interesting to have someone else something different someone who's who's flexible in terms of body movement and flexible mm-hmm. in terms of what he teaches and I thought you know the man who the man who uh, puts yoga into english teaching has got to be one of the most flexible people I've ever known I've ever known so tell, can you, can you quickly tell us about who you are Enrico Absolutely thank you for having me Thomas that's such a privilege so I'm from Italy uh, my background is actually from uh, uh, interpreting translation I finished in 2020 and then I finished a an MBA just a few months ago and I started my own business which is called Barry the teacher I decided to use Henry because it's easier to spell. Well, I realized that my name, the vast majority of the people, they're misspelling my name or they're saying a weird na- name. So I thought, mm, Henry is quite catchy. Everyone, I think that they should get it right. Okay, let's use Henry. Um, so I'm actually creating like a, a service where I provide actually um, a languages service and the yoga combined with coaching let me explain what it is so for example when i teach english i'm doing in a framework of personal development so that means that i'm actually using a little bit more psychology and less mechanic like 80 20% because i really value strong connection a very good bond with it between teachers and students so we can really create a, a very solid connection it also causes uh, is also creates a very good connection and uh, enables the use of the vagus nerve so which is the the nerve that we have behind you know our skull nearby the brain which is actually it, it makes us relax it makes us trust other people so i think you realize sometimes when you're like in a in a class I don't know in a high school or in university and the professor is actually asking a question but people don't know this person and nobody answer and everyone is scared to talk yeah. and i realized that has to do a lot of with psychology but, but most importantly it has to do with uh, neuroscience and because of of this our survival brain that we have that it has helped us to keep us you know safe and uh, you know survive from dangers we're always liking alert we don't trust people especially online think yeah. about it i don't know you i never you know i don't see you i cannot touch you first time i met someone so that's why yoga yoga comes in yoga help me to create connection because yeah. yoga comes from uh, the sanskrit root yoga which means uh, union mm-hmm. which uh, and uh, this is actually my main objective is create cohesion create union create a community because the fourth <clears throat> the sorry the third human need is that 
people has to you know feel important and the fourth one in, uh, is connection and love yeah and the most majority of the time that i was uh, in a university i didn't feel that at all so okay. there wasn't that connection between students and teacher mm. and that's why yoga became part of my life and that's why actually when i teach yoga i'm actually right now doing a service where i go beyond the method so what does it mean it means that i'm creating a service where people learn the teachings of yoga but they actually apply it into their life mm -hmm. for to live a less str stressful life and a successful abundant life mm. like, uh, and it's the same thing that we can do with language learning for example what I'm trying is that creating classes like, for example, uses TBL, task-based learning, where you actually you can give them something they can use, you know, on the spot yeah. immediately when they are in society. I don't know, creating your bucket list, I don't know, going to the grocery stores, uh, doing, I don't know, like a, an interview for work. So something they can use immediately because as one of my coaches says, uh, like reading, learning and stuff is not knowledge, it's potential knowledge. Okay. Because if you don't apply it, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like an old text, okay? But nobody has ever, uh, you know, used it or read it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it sounds, it sounds like an interesting phenomenon, which we can talk about maybe at the end of the, very briefly at the end. Yeah. But you've come to talk to us about a book. Um, Absolutely. It's the what is it called? The underdog advantage. Is that what you, is that what it's yeah. called? The underdog advantage. Now, just a, just a quick just a quick one here because yeah. there'll be listeners who who regular listeners who will probably think, what does the word underdog mean? Now, if you, uh, you just how would you describe what an underdog means? And <laughs> That's beautiful. So for me, an underdog is someone who has as a tremendous disadvantage com to uh, compared to other people okay. so like uh, if I use a number which I don't like use it but just for for an example imagine that you consider yourself a two or you're in a situation where I two and other people are five or even ten so that could be a very big disadvantage could be I said could be because we're gonna talk about how we can turn this two into a 20 Okay, um, so to be an underdog basically means to have some sort of disadvantage compared to other people around exactly. us. Exactly, exactly. So whether that be um, you are a te an English teacher who who is a non-native, like Henry himself, like Henry, because yeah. you're from you're from Italy, or whether it be someone who might be disabled in any way, they might have a disadvantage compared question. to able-bodied people. Um, but the underdog advantage that that the, it contradicts itself in the way that an underdog can never have an advantage over someone it can never he can never have an advantage from a mo moment he believes he has a problem ah okay so if he doesn't if he doesn't believe if someone doesn't believe they have a problem yeah then or you can use it as your own advantage mm. so it's interesting because uh, it's very philosophical, like even in the, if you go to the Eastern, like uh, 
uh, you can turn a disadvantage into an advantage when, for example, when it comes to martial arts. So yeah. uh, even though, so for example, there are many martial artists uh, and when they fight, they're not very big, but they can, uh, you know, um, get through their opponent by using the other one's strength at their, you know, mm. uh, at their advantage, even though they're very small compared to the opponent. And this is kind of the, the underdog advantage that I want to talk about. So one of the reasons I read, so I'm an hyperpolyglot, but I wasn't always like, I wasn't always like that. For a, for a period of my time, I was an underdog. And let me share your story. Uh, although it may sound, uh, I would say weird and difficult to believe, but I got, uh, um, so I lost a year at, during my high school. Okay, so I was like in a linguistic high school, high school okay, when you learn languages. Uh, actually, I lost that year because I got very bad grades mm-hmm. for English and French. And the professor said that I should never learn languages, so that I shouldn't learn anything or go in university or something like that. Mm. And that affected me a lot, but actually inspired me to prove them wrong. Hmm. by actually becoming very good at what they told me I sucked. And actually, I got no one but two degrees in interpreting and translation and learned six languages. When I was in high school, they told me, oh, you should never le- learn English and you're a very bad speaker or something like that. R- really mean things. So that, in that situation, you were the underdog? Because you were being already told that you've got a problem, yeah, and you were being yeah. you were being knocked down a couple of you were being knocked down a bit, you know, you were being yeah. told, don't ever study, don't ever study um, languages, don't ever learn languages, try not to speak any other language apart from Italian. Yeah. So then, how would you then describe the transition that you went through from being this person who had an underdog to then using, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. To using the this underdog status as an advantage, how would how would you say you used how would you say you used your underdog status uh, as an advantage? I would say, since I was a child, I have a very deep innate um, gift to connect with people. Mm. Like uh, I was a, a very uh, I have a very good uh, what Goleman says uh, in in. Intelligence, uh, no, emo- emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence is mm-hmm. called. Uh, we, the ability to really connect with people easily. So yeah. I said, uh, this is who I am. I'm not gonna allow people tell me what I am not because I'm not. I could connect with people. Yeah. And I said, uh, why should I be able to do it with languages? Hmm. And the problem wasn't the language, it was the way I was taught the language, okay, which wasn't effective at all. And I also realized that I wasn't, you know, challenged. Yeah. So I realized, especially after obtaining three degrees, and then I think, why did I fail that year? Because I wasn't challenged. There wasn't anything I liked. There wasn't anything, any professor that I had passion, love for what we were, what they were doing. Mm. So that was the reason. And when I changed up to school and went to another one, which was actually more into psychology, I kind of felt better. Yeah, because I felt more like part of a community where I could, you know, bond. 
Okay. Sword on. So basically what you're saying is that the transition you went through using that advantage of being an underdog was basically you you challenged yourself to do more, to push yeah. yourself to push yourself the further the further mile you know, the further further that you could go, the harder that you could go. Exactly. I don't know, like um, this, uh, the song from Hercules, the movie, you know, yeah. uh, Zero to Era kind yeah. of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's either you go, you go, you go large, or you go home. Exactly. No, that's that's what I mean. Like uh, yeah. when there was the, and also I've been doing a lot of sport back in the days. I was uh, playing, uh, you know, as a professional goalie, you know, for hockey. Yeah. And. Uh, I used that inner thrive, that inner passion and fire that I had, thanks to sport, to, to push myself through that challenge. Mm. But I said, uh, I could do it physically. I don't, I think I can do it mentally as well, because okay. body and mind are connected. Of course, I did not have that awareness that I have right now. But I think subconsciously, subconsciously, I think there was something. I think that my body knew what I could do. I just couldn't tell it because I mean I was like 15 so okay and uh, but yeah I love to challenge myself and prove people that I can do things that they think I cannot do okay. that's kind of my philosophy that's why I read this book and it's such a beautiful book for those of you wondering which book this is this is the underdog advantage by Dean Graziosi who also happens I believe to be uh, partially Italian it, it, it is exactly. That's the <laughs> no. Would it be any? Would it be any concert? Would it be any sort of um, coincidence that you chose a book written by an Italian? Well, I didn't choose it for that reason. But I actually took part to a very big seminar with Tony Robbins. I don't know if you know him. And Big Graziosi happens to be Tony Robin. Uh, you mean Tony Robinson, the Tony Robinson? Yeah, yeah. I went to PW. I went to PW on Digital Power with a totally mind blowing experience. And Dean Graziosi is probably his or one of his best friends. Okay, so it's not a coincidence that he's yeah. Italian. It's not a coincidence he's Italian no. and you're Italian. Um, so listeners will be, will, listeners will hopefully be putting their hands together and you know giving you a round of applause for your transition from being the underdog to being someone who who broke through the barrier. And they'll be, then they'll probably be thinking, but how can I use this book, The Underdog yeah. Advantage by Dean Graziosi? To be able to then use my underdog advantage, to use my underdog status as an advantage. How, as a language learner, am I be able? Can I turn this into an advantage? Where, for example, I might be in a group class, um, and I might be, my, you know, my, I might feel like I have an underdog status because the rest of my class are higher level, maybe, or okay. they speak more than they speak more than me. I don't trust myself to speak so much. So how can we, how can we, how can language learners use this book to turn their underdog status into an advantage? Beautiful, Thomas. So what I do for myself as an entrepreneur as well is that I find stories, biographies of people that they got through very hard and harsh situation and they got through actually much more challenging situation than I was the other students are and how they got through. So could, we use, could we use, for example, the story of Richard Williams? 
father oh. of the father of the two tennis players, two tennis legends, oh. Serena and Venus. Okay. Could okay. we use the, Could we use a story like this? You know, absolutely. With absolutely. That? Well, let me share the one with Dean Graziosi, which is actually quite uh, interesting. So Dean Graziosi was a guy that before his thirty, he became a billionaire. He became a multimillionaire. And uh, it was someone who didn't have a degree. He made uh, a lot of money in the real estate, and uh, it was dyslexic. Mm. So, like, he couldn't read books. Yeah. Like, uh, and he became a New York Times best-selling author. And uh, still, right now, I think he has some issues reading, you know, more complex books. So, for those who don't know, it's like when people have dyslexia, is that you have a really hard time reading. Yeah. really like argument like the, the letters are like uh, doing this like they're going right to left it's really really hard it's a big disadvantage mm. so it means that they have amazing but on the other hand i don't know if you know but for example blind people they cannot see but their other senses are like amazing like like they have superpowers yeah in this case, it was true for Dean Graziosi as well, because uh, although he couldn't read very well, he was an amazing auditory learner and an even more amazing kinesthetic learner. Okay, so he used, so, he used, he used that's, uh, for those of us who, who, you know, there'll be some listeners who will be trying to, trying to work that through their mind. Yeah. Basically what he, he used is, he might not have been able to read like we can read, or you know, he had the disadvantage of not being able to read, but therefore he was able to fine tune his other sk learning skills to make sure that he had a, to make sure he had an advantage over perhaps other people. So, for example, still right now, I think he's one of the greatest uh, speaker that I ever listened in my life because of that particular disadvantage, Thomas. Mm. Uh, when you heard him speaking, when he's doing like public speaking, you're like, oh my God, he's doing that so naturally. Mm. And like uh, the underdog advantage, I don't know if I told you, but uh, he prepared the book like this. He took his phone, he just talked like to his, you know, like a recorder, mm. and he wrote the book by talking to the phone, the recorder. And then, of course, he, you know, he contacted an editor, blah, 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 and stuff like that. At the beginning, people laughed at him yeah. because they say, this is not how you write a book. There's yeah. nobody, nobody has ever done that. You actually destroyed the, you know, the syntax and, you know, the rules and everything, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the book had such a superpower inside that nobody could care about the syntax and nothing because if you uh, read the book or listen to the book in an audio book it looks like it's talking to your heart okay. really like using a lot of leverage you really like truly understand the the pain that he and other people like him went through and how he got out and that's why he became a new york times best-selling author okay because but not all of us are going to be able to become New York Times best-selling authors. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are going to be lots of English learners who are going to be like, well, it, for me, it's just being able to speak the language or being able to understand the, the complex grammar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just a, just a final, just one, just a final one here. I don't want to, 
you know, I don't want to cut you off in your in your zone. You are in the Absolutely. zone. I can, I can no, see no. you're in the, completely in the zone here, but I'm going to drop it. We're going to have to cut this one very... We're going to have to cut this. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I have an, if I have an underdog status, whether it be in that group class, mm-hmm. that I don't trust myself to speak, and I'm the one who... I'm the one who sort of sits in the background and sort of just, you know, who, who who's listening really hard, you know, who's listening in and who's trying to get every, you know, trying to get as many words out of this conversation as possible. And, you know, then the teacher turns to me and says, and what about you? And that's when the people, that's when the class looks at you in your way. I, I'm, I'm, you know, to put it bluntly, I'm shit scared. That I'm gonna make okay. the mistake. So then, what? What am I? How am I going to be able to use my underdog status as an advantage? Would it be in terms of that because I've been listening attentively to all the conversations in the class that I might be able to then pick? I will be able to then elaborate on some of the ideas. Or what would you? How can how can English learners use this book as an advantage? Beautiful. Okay, that's fantastic question so let's uh, if someone is doing let's just say i don't know is in a class like you said so it's once a week yeah okay it's uh, 0.6 percent exposure on 168 hours that you have in a week mm-hmm. so if this learner does only one hour in an entire week of english and then he repeats that again or even two which is I think is 1%, I mm-hmm. think, on 168 hours, there's not a lot of exposure for this learner to really grow. Like the, the great mind of, you know, of, of this world became successful for what they did in private. Mm-hmm. If I have a disadvantage, I'm not good at the other people, I really would use all my energy, strength and will to prove them wrong when I am, I'm at home. Okay, so, so, they, well, so you're saying, despite the maybe one percent that they that they 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 are exposed in the classroom, you would yeah. then, you would then go and say, okay, and expose yourself ninety nine percent of the you know or whatever percentage of your time you can outside the classroom, so you can then use it, so that you can use your under this status as you're the quiet one, you're the one who doesn't speak so much, you're the one who doesn't trust themselves and you turn this around you turn this basically on its head and you become exactly you put the artwork that you do privately and uh, you know to unleash your fullest potential because i get it you're scared yeah like uh, the teacher's telling you something you have no idea what he said but how do you like uh, uh this is something I learned thanks to Tony Robbins. It's a three-step process. Where I am right now, where do I want to go? How do I get there? Three basic beautiful, questions. Beautiful, beautiful. I think these, these, these three stages are probably exactly what we need as English teachers yeah. to promote. We need to promote this idea. Yeah. And also, I want to add another thing. What are the what is gonna cost me if I don't do it? Ten yeah. things that w- is gonna happen if I don't change it. This is called leverage. This is behavior of science yeah. to like uh, sh- um, creating new habits. 
what is going to cost me if I keep up like this? So I will feel humiliated. Humiliate, humiliated. Yeah, I will feel bad. My parents will not trust you know, in myself because they pay for the classes. I will, you know, everyone will laugh at me. I will be like uh, um, left behind. All the other things, bad things. But this is amazing because you can create leverage. Yeah. You can create leverage. You don't have to, okay, if it's normal to feel like bad, yeah. but like Hercules in the movie, zero to hero, it was already strong. When it was zero, it was already strong. It just couldn't master its strength in a very smart way. Exactly. You're already good. You have nothing wrong. You just need to channel your energy in a smart way. That's how we can use the underdog advantage as exactly. a method or as a way to promote, to push yourselves forward as English learners. So if you are listening now and you, out of this episode, you might have only got maybe 5% of it. It doesn't matter. That 5% is already the beginning of something powerful. It's the beginning of something strong. You are a super, you have a superpower. And so not superpower, that commas, but you know, you, there is, strength already in that five percent that you might have understood from this podcast episode you might be thinking oh god i only got you know i only managed to understand five minutes of the whole episode that five minutes is golden it doesn't matter whether it is only five minutes or two minutes or even 30 seconds that is a golden period of time use it enhance it and turn yourselves not into an underdog but use your underdog use your underdog status and use and uh, <clears throat> transform it into an underdog advantage. Henry, I'm gonna I, I did say I wanted to ask you about yoga and yoga etc. But I'm gonna have to bring that to a, I'm gonna have to bring this one to a close. I will Absolutely. ask you another time Absolutely. about yoga and whether we can use yoga in in a way so that we can perhaps enhance our English mm -hmm. skills as well. That would be for Absolutely. another time. So that is planned in my mind already here. Yoga yeah. in English with the yoga master himself. Henry? Muito <laughs> grazie. My, my, you know, my, my deep, my, my, my deep felt gratitude for you to join, joining me on this and for giving us something which will be potentially mind-blowing. Thank you so much, Thomas, for having me. It was very nice, uh, sweet and kind of you. And I look forward for another fantastic episode. That's so much fun sharing the story with you. And I hope your listeners and learners and students will greatly benefit from this um, podcast to really get through and unleash their fullest potential. And if they don't, Henry, then it's there. Then something is missing. But that's not from us. It's potentially missing within the student or the learner themselves so you know we've done we've you've done your you've done a great service to us here bringing this book the underdog advantage by dean graziosi onto the podcast so thank you molto grazie and molto grazie to you listeners thank you very much for listening have Ciao. you can you change your underdog status into an advantage Will you be able to now go and use that power that you have inside of you to your advantage? This is on you now as a listener.
because you will join me next time on another episode of the English Podcast with Tommy. It's another goodbye from Enrico. He's not He's I, not even I, saying goodbye to you. He's just putting uh, his hand on his chest and saying thank you to you. Uh, thank you. Grazie. I'll see you next time. It was so nice talking to you. I look forward for the next episode. episode. It's going to be awesome. Ciao, ciao, ciao. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me as well. Goodbye. <laughs>